Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Brother Justin Cooper coming to you today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for this broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal uh, truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be continuing in Acts chapter 27, and I'm looking forward to getting deeper into this narrative of Paul caught in the midst of a tempestuous wind called a Eurocladon, a fierce storm that rises up upon the water. Now, you remember where Paul has been. Paul had come out of the temple in Jerusalem, and certain Jews, which had come from Asia, just so bitter, they follow Paul around to cause trouble. They see Paul coming out of the temple, and they begin to accuse Paul of things that he did not do. And as Paul's coming there out of the temple, he is apprehended by the crowd, and they actually begin to physically beat Paul. Because of this tumult, the centurions, the soldiers, they rush in, rescue Paul, and begin to take him up the steps of the castle as a prisoner of theirs. Paul turns and addresses the crowd and then addresses those soldiers and reveals that he is a Roman citizen. Because of that, Paul is then passed off to several different dignitaries, and as Paul has been standing uh, uh, trial. He's stood before Felix and Agrippa and Festus. Now he is on a boat headed to Rome because he has appealed unto Caesar. Paul has purposed to get to Rome, but I don't believe Paul planned it this way. And let me stop there and say, the pathway to your purpose might not be the pathway you plan. God knows the pathway to get you to your purpose. God knows what you need. God knows what I need. God knows what we uh, must experience to help us become more like Christ. And so don't, don't curse the pathway to your purpose. Don't get discouraged if it doesn't work out the way you want it to work out. You just trust the Lord that he is in control because he is, and God knows, God understands, God sees, and just trust in the Lord. Thank God for that. As uh, the Lord is leading us through life, we can depend and lean upon him. Trust not in thine under understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust the Lord with this thing. So now Paul is on this ship, and he's headed to Rome, and the Bible tells us that the south wind blew softly, and because of that soft breeze, these men set sail, and they supposed it was going to be smooth sailing. You and I have got to be careful banking our life on breezes. Breezes come and they go. They show up unannounced. They leave without notice. They're here today. They're gone in a moment. And you and I cannot bet our life on fleeting things like emotion or whatever it is, opportunity. We must make sure that it is governed and guided by principle and in accordance to the will of God for our life. These men set sail. And then not long after they sail on supposition, the storm of storms rises in their life. It will not take long for you to destroy yourself, to wreck your life when you live by emotion. Now, we are emotional creatures, and we ought to show emotion. But emotion is not my governor. Emotion is not my guide. Principle, the Holy Spirit of God, the Bible, 
ought to have that position in my life. So these men set sail. And the Bible said, but not long after there arose against a tempestuous wind called a Eurocladon. This is not a little summer storm. This is not just a sprinkle. This is a severe situation of weather rising on the sea. And the Bible said the ship was caught and could not bear up in the wind. We let her drive. So now this ship that they are in is at the mercy of the waves and the mercy of the wind and the mercy of the weather. They cannot control it. They cannot direct it. They cannot steer it. It is just going back and forth, tossed to and fro. Verse 16, and running under uh, a certain island, which is called Clauda, we had much work to come by the boat which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship. So now they take these ropes and they wrap the whole of the ship. They try to uh, reinforce the boat. They undergird it, fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands. And now they struck sail and so were driven. Now watch this, driven. That word is mentioned throughout this text, drive and driven. That is a violent moving that is a violent propulsion, if you will, of this boat. It is not smooth sailing. It is not controlled sailing. It is hazardous sailing at a breakneck speed. They are being driven out of control. All of this is because they set sail when they should not have set sail. Their life is now out of control. They have no direction. They have no uh, ability to steer themselves. They are driven by their circumstances. Oh, my That'll preach for an hour or two, won't it? How many people have ruined their life because they got themselves in a situation that they could not handle and they were driven by the situation? They were driven by the circumstance. And when be, being seemingly tossed with a tempest, it said, the next day they lightened the ship. They are tossed around like a, like, like a kid would toss a ball upon the face of the waters. Verse 19, the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. Can you imagine the situation of these sailing men, these men who are prisoners and these soldiers and the sailors? They've been in this storm, tossed to and fro, driven about without any kind of bearing, any kind of control, and it's been in the darkest darkness of their life. No stars in the night. No sun in the day. You talk about a mess. And here is the, the sad thing is this entire mess could have been avoided. How could it have been avoided? It could have been avoided had they waited, had they been patient, had they used some wisdom. These men who had been seasoned sailors made novice mistakes. The centurion listened to the secular voice instead of the spiritual voice of Paul. They set sail. The same thing is true. Most of the trouble that you and I have gotten into in our life, mark it down, it could have been avoided. Most of the problems that we've experienced have been self-inflicted problems. Is that not right? Yes, it is. Hey, it could have been avoided. If we'd have slowed down, considered the situation, and waited on God. I want to go ahead and plug patience quickly. <laughs> quickly. I don't enjoy patience. I don't like waiting. I want things, and I want them now. Oh, but my, how the hand of God has been so rich and real and good in my life. To sit there and watch. I heard a preacher say, sometimes your classroom doesn't look like your calling. 
Sometimes the places God have you has you waiting doesn't look like the work he'll have you in eventually. Sometimes your stalling point doesn't look like the stopping point. But God will put you through those seasons and those stops and those places in life so you can learn and be molded and be shaped and be bettered so you're prepared for the ultimate calling God has for your life. Now, all of this could have been avoided had they just waited. You and I need to be patient. Patiently serve. You're a young preacher in, in your 20s. You don't, you don't need to pastor yet. Now, maybe God would have some of you do it, but I, I'd advise you to do this. Go work for somebody and go learn how a man who's done it for a while does it. And go sit at his feet and carry water and be as Elisha and, and pay your dues and do what you ought to be doing and, and just serve God that way and be patient. Just be patient on the job. Don't don't just don't just take the first uh, better paying job that comes along. Make sure it's God's will. Be patient on your spouse. Uh, you don't have to pick the first guy or girl that winks at you, the first one that passes by and kind of and kind of gives you the time of day. You better make sure God's in that thing. It'll change the rest of your life for the better or for the worse. You better be careful in that area. And you see what happened in the story here. These men had so quickly set sail, and then the storm rose. In their life. Now, I want you to see a great statement in verse 21. But after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them. Now, watch this. Paul just sat back and watched. Paul didn't say anything. Paul didn't complain. Paul kept his mouth shut. Paul was quiet. I like that. It reminds me, Paul behaved himself wisely. He wasn't harsh or brash. He wasn't mean uh, to these sailors. He could have been. He could have said, I told you all to sit still. Uh, I, I told you to say, now, he does say, you should have listened to me, but he, he gives them some time. And watch this. Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me, and not have loosed from Crete, and have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Now, this is a, this is a man of God right here, isn't it? In a stormy situation, they'd been wrong. They had disobeyed Paul. They had ignored his counsel, and yet he's still trying to encourage them. He's still trying to bless them. He's still trying to help them. He said, I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. That ought to be the disposition and the lot of the Christian in these kind of situations. You and I ought not be casting more negativity into the negativity pot, but we ought to be doing our best to encourage folks along the journey of life. We'll continue in this story as we go next broadcast. Until then, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.